December 18th, Revelation chapter 9, verses 1 through 21. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I, John, saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out, as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air were darkened by the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to hurt the grass or plants or trees, but to attack all the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with agony like the pain of scorpion stings. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee away. The locusts looked like horses armed for battle. They had gold crowns on their heads, and they had human faces. Their hair was long, like the hair of a woman, and their teeth were like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, with power to torture people. This power was given to them for five months. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice spoke to the sixth angel who held the trumpet. Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River, and the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. They led an army of two hundred million mounted troops. I heard an announcement of how many there were. And in my vision, I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that was fiery red and sky blue and yellow. The horses' heads were like the heads of lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One-third of all the people on earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths, but also in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes, with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to turn from their evil deeds. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their immorality or their thefts. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Do you still believe that about yourself? Do you wake up in the morning thinking about how God designed you for a task? And he knew that before you even made you. 
And he goes on, he says, then. So, so what do you think Jeremiah's response would be? I mean, wouldn't you think Jeremiah just heard from God and said, you know, I made you for a purpose. You're going to be this prophet. You would think Jeremiah would go, wow, God spoke. He made me for this. He thought through how he made me. I was declared to be a prophet. But his response was, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. He says, I I can't talk, I'm just a kid. Isn't that crazy? How God Almighty tells you, look, I made you for this. I declared this. I am God. I designed you for this. Before you came out of your mother's womb, I said you would accomplish this. And his response is, I don't think I can do it. That's pretty typical, isn't it? Doesn't that sound like us? Because some of you right now in your heads, in your minds, you're going, yeah, that's right. No, I do believe that God made me. I do believe that that this was for a purpose. I do know that there's a purpose for me on the earth because God doesn't mess up. And you'll know that. You'll walk out these doors and you'll start looking at all the things wrong with yourself. Well, I'm not as smart as this guy. I can't sing like her. I can't lead worship like I can't teach like him. I can't. You know, you just start looking at all these things, and that's exactly what he says. And God's answer is, do not say I'm only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. God's response is, don't say you're just a youth. It's the same thing. Remember when when he called Moses? And what was Moses' response? Uh, he starts stuttering. He goes, I, I can't speak. I can't speak. I can't do it. And remember God's response to Moses. Do you remember what he says? He looks at Moses and he says, Who made your mouth? I love that. Don't miss that. See, because a lot of times when we put ourselves down, like, oh, my brain doesn't work real well. Well, my mouth doesn't really work well. I don't have a very good voice. I don't think... Okay, you're not being humble at that moment when you, when you degrade yourself and talk about all the things you can't do. You would be humble if you created yourself. But since you didn't create yourself and someone else made you, when you say your mouth doesn't work right... Who are you putting down? You're not putting yourself down. You're putting the Creator down. Saying, God, you screwed up when you made my mouth because it stutters. God says, wait, who made your mouth? Are you saying I made a mistake? Are you saying I failed when I made your brain that doesn't work just right? But to take all of those insecurities and say, no, God, you made me. I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. And so I'm going to accomplish whatever you've created me to do. I tell you, this passage gave me so much confidence. He says, you can go. You can say everything you need to say to whoever you need to say it to. In fact, you go out in faith and the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. God says, I'll feed you the words. I'll take care of it. when, When I set something in motion, it doesn't stop. And and, and if that doesn't work, later on in in that same passage, God says to them in, in verse 17, he says, but you dress yourself for work. And arise to say to them everything I commanded you. Do not be terrified by them, lest I terrify you before them. I love that verse. He says, if you're going to be afraid of them, he goes, I'll give you something to be afraid of. Okay? So, at that point, he doesn't really have a choice. 
And he just says, Jeremiah, you just go, because I made you for this. I'm going to give you the words to say this, and there's no backing down. Don't be afraid of them. And then at the end, in verse 18, he says, I, behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They'll fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. He says to Jeremiah, everyone's going to be against you, but don't worry about it. He says, look, the kings are going to hate you. That's the, the, the authorities, the, the, the kings of Judah, it's officials, it's priests. He goes, the city officials, they'll, they'll all be against you. The priests, the other religious leaders, all the other pastors, they'll be against you. And then he goes, and the people, just in case I left anyone out. They're all going to be against you. He goes, but don't be afraid because I'm with you. And I always look at that pastor and go, God, could I do that? Could I do that? Could, I, could you really drop me in a city where everyone was against me? And I'd go, go ahead. My God's with me. To have this God and I mentality, to stand alone and say, you know what? The Lord's with me. He made me for this. He has filled me with his spirit to accomplish this. And so you can all be against me because my God is with me. To have that type of security and assurance. Psalm 137, verses 1 through 9. In his chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wiersbe says this psalm came out of Israel's exile in Babylon, and it can serve as an inventory of your spiritual life today. In other words, what makes you weep? The Jews wept as they remembered the past, but they did not weep over their sins. They wept because their sins had caught up with them, not because they had sinned. And what makes you sing? They lost their song, so they hung up their harps. David had a similar experience. Can you sing praises to God in a difficult place? Can you praise the Lord at all times? And what makes you yearn? What is the ache in your heart? What do you long for more than anything else? Is it God's will? What makes you angry? God had promised to judge Babylon. So they were praying in His will, but the note of anguish is missing. If you love the Lord, you must hate evil. But leave the judgment to the Lord. Psalm 137, verses 1 through 9. Beside the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept as we thought of Jerusalem. We put away our lyres, hanging them on the branches of the willow trees. For there our captors demanded a song of us. Our tormentors requested a joyful hymn. Sing us one of those songs of Jerusalem. But how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill upon the harp. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I fail to remember you, if I don't make Jerusalem my highest joy, O Lord, remember what the Edomites did on the day the armies of Babylon captured Jerusalem. Destroy it, they yelled. Level it to the ground. O Babylon, you will be destroyed. Happy is the one who pays you back for what you have done to us. 
Happy is the one who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks. Proverbs 30, verse 10. Never slander a person to his employer. If you do, the person will curse you, and you will pay for it.